Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. So picture a nice sunny spot, lots of plants, lots of flowers, butterflies flapping around. There goes one. Somebody apparently got a mic really close to one. That's what they sound like, I guess. We are here because I was reading the news the other day, which is what I literally do for work, but also apparently what I do on my downtime. And I see this article that says monarch butterflies have arrived up on the central coast here in California, if you're not in California, and they will be wintering there. And I thought, you know what? That's a good one. Butterflies, fascinating. One of the big animal things we learn as kids. They tell us this fuzzy little guy, the caterpillar, turns into that thing that flies. How does that actually happen? I've got questions. Yes, hello, it's Mike, it's me, it's the Butterfly Show. We will do a few different things here. Tell you how they pull that off, the grand transformation. Talk about how we can help them, because they could use our help. And maybe we'll have one of those Google assignments where we all hit pause collectively and go and look at a pretty picture, because some of these guys, wow. Two guests, and we'll start with this one and then bring in the other later on. Sure. Hi. So my name is Lisa Gonzalez, and I'm the program manager for living invertebrates at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County. Okay, you know they're out there saying it. Why? Why do you like bugs? <laughs> you know, I've loved bugs since I was a small child. My mom has stories that I don't even remember of putting bugs into my dollhouses and saying they were my babies. I think I just, <laughs> I was just sort of born with a love for, you know, roly polies and spiders, just all of them. I do love roly polies, but no, staying on topic, butterflies. What do you think it is about them that's a draw for a lot of people? I mean, you've got the butterfly pavilion sometimes out at the museum. It gets crowds. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people who are like, I'm not really into bugs, but I like butterflies. And so that's a good starting point for a conversation, right? Humans have a certain way of looking at the world, literally. You know, we see colors a certain way. Butterflies, from our point of view, we see them as being these very beautiful animals. And then, of course, people are very fascinated by the fact that they undergo this type of metamorphosis. Now, they share that with a lot of other insects, but most of us learn about metamorphosis through butterflies. I call them the gateway bug. Nice. I like that. So let's lead up to the change. Starts with caterpillars, right? What do we need to know about them? Their job is pretty much just to eat. It's like a stomach with legs. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. They just eat, rest, eat, poop. And they molt. That's how they get bigger. You know about molting? Basically, they get really, really full and too big for their old skin. And I'm simplifying here, but they kind of just walk right out of it. There's the new one. And all of a sudden your caterpillar seems like it's grown like overnight. It's grown spurts basically. Then it's really cool. So let's say that's happened a few times. So you get a big squishy caterpillar. What happens next? All right. So it will find something that it can suspend from typically a branch. If it's close to a house, it might find like at the edge of a pot and they have little silk glands close to their mouths. And so they'll actually make a little bit of silk as an attachment point. And then the end of their body, their, the butt end, it gets attached. And then they can suspend themselves. And then you get your cocoon, right? No, you get your chrysalis. A lot of us call it a cocoon, but cocoons are for moths. They make it with the silk. The chrysalis 
is actually kind of their last molt. It's under the caterpillar's last skin. They kind of wiggle out of that, and then it's more of a hard shell. Again, more detailed than that, but 10-minute podcast. So it's hanging there. What is going on inside the chrysalis? I've heard it's just kind of goop, but something has to carry over, right? It's not just slime. No, that's a great question, and we get asked that question a lot, and it's a little bit true, but not quite right, because there are certain parts that need to stay active, right? This animal still needs to breathe. It still needs to metabolize. So picture a soup, but a hearty one with meat and potatoes. And then you have, oh, so crazy. Okay. So you have these clusters of cells that are inside of the caterpillar's body that remain dormant. We call them imaginal cells. And so those little clusters of cells are just kind of chilling out through the whole caterpillar stage. Waiting for the part where they get triggered. And this is not like day one this, day three it sprouts wings. It's like a cascade. Hormones and everything. The caterpillar breaking down the old and building the new all at once. It's the same guy or girl, same little bug, whole different look. There's like instructions to make a different version of that animal as it gets bigger. And if you look really closely at one of these in progress, you can kind of see it. It looks like it's just completely kind of curled up. Like you can see that it's a butterfly curled up. You can see where the head is going to be. Here's a weird question. Does it remember? I mean, we don't know. But theoretically, I remember some study that said you could train the caterpillars to not like a certain smell, like they gave them little shocks. And then when they were butterflies, they put the smell in there and they flew away from it going, nope, I'm not going over there because I know what's going to happen. So, I mean... Maybe. Okay, what you just described about those experiments, those are the same experiments that I've read about as well, that there is evidence that they do have a memory. But yeah, how much of that memory is just tied into like the survival of that animal that it's experiencing in the same way, regardless of the stage it's in? That I don't know. I had to ask one big question, right? But this one might be tough too. Can you give us the Google assignment? Can you tell us what to go look up? I want people to look up monarch butterflies because, of course, they're famous. We're going to talk about them in a second. But what else? Oh, my gosh. You're asking me to pick. <laughs> oh, no. Um... <laughs> Disclaimer, this is way edited down. It took a really long time, but it's not her fault. She loves this stuff. Okay, I have it. This is what I would want people to Google. Perfect. I want people to Google morpho butterflies, the color blue. That's M-O-R-P-H-O butterfly blue. You will not be disappointed. And then after that, so we're all on the same page, the monarch butterfly. That's our last couple minutes with our next guest. If you've hit pause, welcome back. Here we go. My name is Scott Black, and I'm the executive director of the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation. Like I said earlier, let's help the butterflies because they could use our help. The monarchs, too, the best known but in decline. The data shows it, and they are fascinating for all sorts of reasons, but especially that migration, the trip or the trips that they take. We've got two populations of monarchs in North America, east of the Rocky Mountains. And one to the west of the Rockies. The difference is where they spend the winter. You know, monarchs will fly all the way from northern Minnesota and even Canada all the way down to north of Mexico City. They'll wait out the colds, then go back up to Texas, make more butterflies. Those spread out, make more butterflies, and eventually everybody's full circle back down. In the West, it's very similar, but our overwintering sites out here are all along the coast. They'll make the babies in the spring, spread out to Nevada or Oregon, then their kids go to Idaho, Utah. And then that last generation 
flies all the way back to the coast. If it sounds like a long trip, it is. They weigh as much as a penny and they go thousands of miles. This is really, truly amazing. These animals have never been to where they are going in the winter. These are animals that are three generations removed, yet they know where to fly. I love it. So cool. So let's leave it here. How can I help? They need nectar. So we need lots of flowers out there. We need host plants for butterflies. And so for monarchs, that's native milkweeds. Monarchs only lay their eggs on milkweeds. And then the last thing that is vitally, vitally important is really curbing our addiction to pesticides. And we use a lot of pesticides in our yards simply to have, you know, perfect landscaping in your garden. This is what makes this so fun. You can start adding native flowering plants that butterflies can use for their nectar. And it's both great for butterflies and I would contend great for your garden. You've got this, this beautiful landscape, flowers, and what I call the flying flowers, the monarchs and the other butterflies. And there you have it. Also, can I just say really grateful to whoever got these tiny flapping wings and uploaded them? Really did me a solid. Uh, thanks to them and thanks to you for listening. Hope we all learned some things. And now when you're walking with somebody and one of these flies by, you can go, you know, it's the whole point of these shows. Send me more questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. Listen to KNX News in the mornings for me or anytime, really. We're 24 hours. And we will talk next week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.